Welcome to Roundhill Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. How's it going? It's going great. Great. Well, welcome back to another week here at Roundhill Radio. Uh, what are we talking about today? Let's dive right in. We're diving right into faith. Oh, well, that's a good place to start. It's the deep end of the pool. Uh-oh. <laughs> the deep end of the pool, which I'm always, you know, you, I feel like you grow up and you're always afraid of that part, right? Oh, yes. Well, I was afraid of that until I learned to swim at the age of 34. So, <laughs> Did you really? 34? I, I really did. Yeah. Good for you. That's a bold move to and then I, decide to do so. And I'm still very respectful of the deep end of the pool. I think that's a that's a smart thing. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of water. Speaking of water. And the deep end of the pool. Yes. There's a story that uh, I've been thinking about because I think it's a great story to think about in terms of where we are right now as a church, maybe okay. maybe even just as people at this stage of the pandemic. Okay. Like I, I hear people every once in a while saying, you know, now that we're through the pandemic and I'm like, eh, just... Steady as it as she goes. Yeah, right? I mean that feels like jinxing it to it, me at this point. It does. Just try to keep our eyes on the prize and yeah. and move forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a wonderful story uh, in the Gospels that's told about an incident that takes place with the disciples, and I just love it because it's got a lot of mystery and a lot of nuance. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a wonderful episode also that happens just before it where Jesus and his disciples have an interaction with a crowd of over 5,000 people and they wind up feeding them, mm-hmm. right? Jesus has all this compassion. Yes. Somebody turns up with a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread. Right. This is the loaves and fishes. This is the loaves and fishes. Miraculously, they're all fed. Excellent. So you do get the sense that Jesus needs some significant alone time after this <laughs> episode. He's got to recharge the batteries. He does. I appreciate that. And I love the fact in the text it says that Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, a parent making the children go to the park. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there you go. He does that. And then uh, he kind of dismisses the crowd. And then it says he goes up to a mountain and prays. Yeah. So, so far that all sounds good. Everybody's kind of getting more or less what they need. I'm really enjoying this image of Jesus as just this like <laughs> exhausted parent. Like, will you oh, just right? entertain yourselves? I just need a minute. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You know, one thing that's never explicit about these stories is that there's always energy that's going out. Right? Yeah. There's always energy going out. Yeah. And Jesus is respectful of the fact that he needs to reclaim that energy. So he does that. So in the meantime, the disciples, uh, the one part of this plan that doesn't work so well is that when the disciples have gone out into the water, a storm kicks up. Uh Now they are, some of them at least, are like trained sailors. (laughs) (laughs) They were fishermen after all. Right. Right. But there's something about this that just doesn't work. And they're out there. The the part of the story that genuinely confuses me is that they stay out there. Like they don't decide to come back in when it gets stormy. So the story says that early in the morning, which would be maybe 3 a.m. Now they're okay. still out there. It's dark. I, I don't know what's... There's, yeah. Right? Something's missing there a little bit. Anyway, Jesus comes to them walking on the water. And the story says he appears to them like a ghost. Uh-huh. And so now they're like doubly scared of what's going on. Yeah. And the Greek word for that, that word ghost is phantasm. Phantasm. From which we get phantom. Phantom. So here comes Jesus, phantom of the lake, 
walking across the water. And God bless Peter, who's always like the first adopter (laughs) of anything the disciples are doing. Everybody else is cringing in the background. Peter's like, wait a second, that looks pretty interesting. (laughs) Jesus, I know him. (laughs) Yes. And he's walking on water and I want to do that. Yeah. And so he says, if it's you, so he's allowing for a little, you know, maybe is, maybe isn't. Just in case. Then command me to walk on water. (laughs) Right? I love it when uh, they like to order him around. Right? I'm like, that's really? That's, that was the choice we're making today. Amazing. Okay, Peter. (laughs) And Jesus gives him one word answer. He says, come. Like, okay. Okay. If, you know, if you want this. Right. Come out. Okay. And Peter, bless his heart, he does. And he goes out there. Yeah. And he walks on water. Yeah. Until he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't tell us how long he walks. Right. You know, like there's a few steps. Sure. And the thing that throws him off is that he starts to feel the wind. It says Mm. there's a strong wind. Mm -hmm. And that's a leftover of the storm. And it distracts him. Ah. And then it says he begins to doubt. Mm. Meaning he literally develops a double mind. Like, wow, I'm walking on water. Wow, I'm walking on water. Right. Something's wrong about this. Yeah. And the next thing, he sinks like a stone, yeah. which is perfect because his name in Greek means rock. Right. <laughs> right. So down he goes. Down he goes. And uh, Jesus, you know, he says, save me. And Jesus does, grabs mm-hmm. him. They bring him back into the boat, you know, spitting out water. <laughs> and uh, Jesus says, you know, uh, gives him, asks him a question. So you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Mm. And that's kind of where the story wraps up. Although the rest of the disciples that said just worship Jesus like, wow. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty amazing. That was pretty cool. Peter, not so much fun. But uh, <laughs> from the boat, it looked great. It looked great. <laughs> Peter was a little soggy. <laughs> so I just have been thinking about this story because I think we're living uh, at a time when I feel like we're regaining a little bit of our spirit of boldness. Hmm. Starting to step out of the boat. Yeah. We feel like it's, um, well, maybe we don't feel quite like we're ready to do some water walking, but but we are starting to progress. We're initiating things, take, mm-hmm. trying some experiments. Sure. Might be failing, might be succeeding, but we're, we've got that spirit back. Yeah. I also sense that from time to time we are failing. Things aren't working exactly as we had hoped. Sure. So we have to reset ourselves. But in those moments... I think we're also learning that this is where community comes in because community in the shape of faith is a community that can, whose members can reach out to one another when they've dunked in the water, right? right, When they're sinking and say, Hey, you know, we'll pull you back into the boat and get yourself reoriented, dried off and get started again. So this puts me in mind of an email you actually sent me on Monday. You forwarded me. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the person who is a uh, person by the name of Cameron Trimble. Trimble mm-hmm. And she wrote, learn from what you've done. This is about uh, digital media specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn from what you've done and most importantly, why you've done it. And keep trying new things. Throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Fail fast so you can learn as quickly as possible and then try and try again with new ideas and new ways to cultivate your community and their spiritual formation. Mm. And I got kind of fixated on this idea of fail fast. Yeah. And I almost want to uh, kind of replace. I appreciate what she's saying by Mm -hmm. saying fail fast. Mm -hmm. I think I also want to think of it as 
fail big. Because mm. I feel like yeah. in order to really try something new and try and go for something, mm -hmm. you kind of got to go all in. Right. Or it, to, at least to me, that feels like it's our, you're setting yourself up for failure for kind of like dipping your toe in. Yes. Like go all in, yep. fail big yep. or succeed big. Sure. But just go big. And learn everything you can. Yes. Right. From that sure. experience. Yeah. Just really drink from it. Right. I think that's a great, I, by the way, I like that much better as well, because the problem with failing fast is that uh, it might take time for failure to manifest itself. Yeah. Um, and it can take time also to learn from the failure. Yeah. Right. Uh, we've talked in the past about this wonderful company that makes the floor tiles mm -hmm. interface. And they wanted to figure out at one point, uh, their whole goal was to be sustainable okay. in that effort. So they replaced all the glues and everything, but they wanted to figure out how to make these fa these uh, tiles stick together without glue. Mm -hmm. And they thought, genius idea. What is, an, what is a shape in nature that hangs together well? And it's the hexagon. Sure. So you see this in beehives, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that shape. So they thought, this is perfect. We'll, and it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> they they went all in. Yeah. Like they they probably must have made millions of tiles, right? Or probably. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And the woman who was in charge of the project said, Yeah, that was the worst thing we ever did. <laughs> but they did learn a lot. Okay. And eventually they figured it out. Okay. But to your point, you know, they did fail big. They stepped back, said, Okay, that doesn't work. So how how can we go forward? Right. And I I think that sometimes, not just sometimes, many times in the church for whatever reason, we become preservationists mm, and we start yeah. to see ourselves as preserving the traditions of the past. We see that as our primary function. Okay. And it's wonderful and important to preserve traditions because uh, grace and meaning can flow through them. But if that's all we're doing, we're not likely to step out of the boat. Sure. So we'll never know what it feels like to walk on water. Right. And that means we may also not know what it feels like to go down like a rock. <laughs> but on the other hand, we won't have the experience of somebody reaching down into the water for us. Right. Right. Grasping our hand and pulling us back up. And right. Out. So that can only happen if we've exposed ourselves to the possibility that we're doing something that's not going to work and we're going to have to learn from it. Right. Well, and Peter wouldn't have learned anything if he just <clears throat> done it perfectly the first time. Exactly. Definitely, definitely a lesson I always need to to hear because I don't. Somewhere along the way, I became this person. If I try something once and I'm not automatically good at it, I'm like, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> like, where did I? I don't. I don't know where along the way I decided that that was a thing. A good like, time frame. Yeah, yeah. Like, we all don't learn how to do things immediately. You know, like we talk about the house because uh, my husband and I are both creatives. I hate that term, but we're both in creative fields. And so sometimes it's easy to, when you're working on a project, be like, oh, I'm so, I'm so bad at this. Or I'm having, mm. said, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to be mindful about flipping that and saying, no, this project is hard. Mm. This project is demanding Yep. This much more. That's a great Versus way. like, I'm incapable. <laughs> right, right. Cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some slack. I was just this idea that like, it it, it takes this long, mm -hmm. you know, when you expect it to take this long and it takes, you know, five hours versus 15 hours and you feel like you've done something wrong for mm -hmm. taking 15 hours versus that's probably just the amount of time that project required. 
Right. Um, and that idea, but going back to the idea of like going big, I, I think for, that's very much in my personality. I like to go big, <laughs> uh-huh. but I think, cause I just feel like it's, I don't feel like you can succeed if you don't. Right. Is mm-hmm. that, is that a fallacy? I'm, I got lock myself into. No. Well, I guess what you're saying just so I'm clear is that if you, you're in a sense, you're overextend setting up the, the situation to overextend yourself, right? That's the going big part. <laughs> I don't mean to say that, but it appears I am saying right, that. There yes. you go. <laughs> but when you do that, you do discover capacities mm-hmm. that might be untapped otherwise. Sure. Right. And I think that, and this is why we use the phrase comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. We get very comfortable in the comfort zone. Right. I don't think, I, I think, yes, you're onto something because I don't think you can find a story where Jesus ever leaves anyone in the, their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's always about having to come out or extend or stretch in some way. And that could be physically, emotionally, theologically, spiritually, right. all kinds of different ways. Right. And um, maybe any experience of deep compassion um, almost automatically assumes that we'll have to kind of overextend ourselves in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. And, you know, the lesson in this story actually is that Jesus did step away, you know, did want his disciples to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't quite work out <laughs> in the way that he imagined. So there had to be some adjustments. And I think in the overextension, I'm not thinking about this until you mentioned this, but the thing about this story that I hadn't really noticed, I think, in many earlier readings of it is that it really actually is about community, even though the focus is mostly on an individual, Peter, yeah. and an individual, Jesus. But the disciples are there in the boat. They're kind of keeping things going while Peter gets himself sorted out. <laughs> right. Jesus brings him back into the boat. They all together worship Jesus as someone who is constantly overextending, mm-hmm. right? In a sense, his limits, but but for the right reasons, right? He's doing it for the sake of compassion and love. And um, I think it's just a beautiful story and a, and a helpful story to us because we are in this stage where we're starting to step out of the boat a little more frequently. Mm-hmm. We may be reluctant in doing so, a little sure. fearful. And yet I think there's the promise in this story that if we do so, there's one out there who's who's actually encouraging us to come out and yeah. wants us to be out there. Oh, and I think that's one of the, just one of the many wonderful things about working here at Round Hill mm. for, for me, at least speaking, is that, uh, I don't, I don't mean to say that, but failure is encouraged. Mm-hmm. Trying things is encouraged. Experimentation is encouraged and failure is, is an okay outcome, mm-hmm. which feels like, such a safe place to play huh. like it's like such a fun sandbox yeah because i'm like <laughs> well because i think we've had a few times where we look at each other and go well that didn't work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> next <laughs> yep <laughs> and that's and the, and knowing that that's okay is um i think very special well that's that is a really nice compliment by the way i think for the whole community yes right to to create that that's an unusual thing Yes. It's not often, you know. No, it is not. It's not often. <laughs> it's not often <laughs> that's at all. Enough to say, right? <laughs> so it's amazing. And it's really, it creates such a fun, a, f- a fun work environment, I think, uh, to, to be in because you, because I think all, all your, I think all you in the community ask is that we, we try, mm. mm-hmm. right? Try it. 
see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yep. If sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, I think that all of that becomes, uh, again, it's, it's another form of love, mm -hmm. right? And loving enough to, I think the other part about this story is, you know, that Jesus does probe. He does ask Peter. So like, why didn't that work? <laughs> you know? So what happened? What happened there? You know, and so he's curious about that. He And, and the nice thing about it, not nice, but the helpful thing about it is that he wants Peter to be a learner. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, well, you're lucky that I was out there. Okay. <laughs> Which is what my parents would have said to me if I tried, you know, you're lucky sure. that you weren't out there alone. Yeah, right. right. Um, but or why he, were you out here at 3 a.m. on the, a boat? In the first place, right? Not a good idea. No. But in this case, uh, Peter gets to stew on that a little bit. And if you fast forward and to a time when Jesus wasn't around anymore, mm -hmm. Peter actually became, uh, I would say, the pioneer of, of a very inclusive version of what it meant to be church. And to do that, he had to relinquish some of his older attitudes and beliefs. Mm. But that, that happened to him down the road. And I think it was an event like this one with those disciples in the boat that prepped him for that in some way. Yeah. You know, gave him permission to say, hey, I can, I can let go of those restraints. Mm -hmm. And that great early vision made the church a truly international community mm -hmm. uh, and opened it up in all kinds of sig significant ways. And um, maybe that all started for him in the middle of the night when he went down into the waves <laughs> and a hand luckily grabbed him and brought him back up. Yeah, I'm thinking about what, how less of an interesting story it would have been if he had A, just succeeded right, and just kept focus the whole time mm -hmm. or B, sunk immediately. <laughs> Right. Those would be two good ways not to tell this story. Right. Like right? it's like, but in the story, but the story is so, you know, I love unique that. unto itself. If he's like walking, it's like, oh, he's got it. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the brilliance of these storytellers? Right. To right. be able to put together a story like that, because you're right. Those are two options that just would really wreck the whole. Yeah. It wouldn't work as a story. And we can't find ourselves in that. Sorry, right? Oh. Well, maybe stepping out of the boat is going straight down. Yeah, I can relate to that one. Yeah, we're, we're kind of losing something vital there, yeah. right? Yeah, but then he did have it, and then he didn't have it, you know? Although I can't help but picture when you were when you were telling the story of that scene in um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusades where the the walk, the leap of faith, yes. where the, the, the little sidewalk. What's it called? What am I trying to say? Yeah, the, little, the bridge, bridge. Yep. that looks like the stones. That's what made me think of that. And he has to step carefully. He has to step carefully and faithfully. Yeah. It's a great scene. Wow. It's a great movie. I need to rewatch that movie. Adventure so, in faith. Adventure in faith. So that was really uh, a fun look. I hadn't thought about that story very much. I feel like it's sort of one of the I mean, you hear about like walking on water. Yeah. But that's sort of focusing on the Jesus walking on water part. That's right. And so it's really interesting to take a look at it from Peter's point of view. And I do think that because that amazing story about feeding all those people comes right before it, in mm -hmm. some ways, this story kind of drops off the ledge and we don't, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. <laughs> I'm really into the story now. I like it. It's got it. me. I like it. Great. Good job. Good job. Uh, so there we are. So there we are. Do we have like a, a single a thought for the day, a takeaway from the story? Well, I do think that adventure and faith are two words that are just 
made for each other. Mm. And, and hey, we're like spiritual chemists. Let's see what happens when we combine them. I love it. Thank you all for joining us today. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org. <laughs>